Hey, I'm Mark. And I'm Kendrick. And this is Movies in Black and White. Oh, we're back. It's yes, finally, sir. Finally time. Oh, COVID time. had us for a while, man. <laughs> it's like... It's separation. Rough. It's been rough, man. Between what we have to deal with at our job with COVID restrictions and everything oh else. Oh, my gosh. Making sure that we were quarantined away from each other. That way we didn't get each other sick and stuff like that. It's been no more movies coming out no. of theaters. Nothing. It's, it's, it's been... been the- Worst drought in the world. It's been a nightmare. Like, I can handle a lot of things. I can handle staying at home for weeks on end, no issues. What I cannot handle is my movies keep getting delayed. I can't handle it. Keep getting delayed. Keep getting pushed back. Keep Like everything else, there was a trickle of, okay, we're going to take some precautions, push this movie back. Okay, that's cool. And we're going to push this movie back. We're going to push this movie back. It's like, wait a second. Nothing's coming out. (laughs) You're killing me here. What's going on? Now... We understand in the real world of things, that's kind of a trivial thing. Yes. But it still has an effect on everybody's well-being. We're going to see that in the fall when uh, football is... uh, Well, we're already seeing it now with baseball where they have the cardboard cutouts of people in stands, which is so (laughs) funny. What drives me nuts, though, is movies like Godzilla vs. Kong that had already been delayed several times keep getting delayed. And that actually leads into our conversation for today, which is about... The principle behind video on demand versus in theaters. Correct. And how certain movies have already come out in video on demand and made their money, like Trolls, yes. uh, Trolls World Tour, versus exactly. you know movies keep waiting for the theaters to reopen. Like, well, even if the theaters reopen, people aren't going to be stream going there. They're exactly. going to be flocking to them. Uh, they're still going to take precautions. They're still going to be like, yeah, you know. All the crowds and everything like that. Hey, you may get an uptick in matinees and yes. early bird movies and stuff like that. But, you know, as far as the mainstream and the main time, primetime movies, you're going to be looking at a lesser crowds. Well, a big part of our argument that we'll get into is the fact that not every movie needs to go to theaters. Aha. Uh-huh. And not, not everything needs to be seen on that big screen. There are certain movies that can just be watched from the comfort of your home and you're not missing out on any experience. And there are certain things that we've reviewed or gone to see. Yes. I mean, Harley Quinn. Yes. Uh, that could have been a streaming movie. <laughs> and we've been absolutely okay with it. And it would have been okay. Exactly. So just going through our movies alone that we reviewed. Joker, we already talked about that. Oh, that needed to be a theater yeah. experience. Just to experience the crowd dynamic while watching that movie and then you get that one cycle like yeah joker you're right let's kill everybody like time to go yeah uh el camino which was a netflix movie and that yeah, deserved was, to be yeah, a netflix exactly movie. it was a great finish to a great saga exactly um 1917 though that was that, you had to yes. see that in the theater yes. i mean seriously i mean yeah it's great to watch it at home because you know technology has come so long some far away right from you know being what it was you can get the sense of it, but on the big screen, man, was that movie epic. The scope, the yes. music, and that's the one thing that would always bother me about watching a movie at home until I bought my sound system was you never get the full scope with the music and everything <laughs> just because, I've said it before, I'll say again, a, mu- a music can make or break a movie. Oh, certainly. Absolutely. The other movies that we reviewed were Star Wars. That needed to be a big screen experience, even though the movie could have been better. Right. It's always best to see Star Wars on a big screen. The oh, bigger yeah, the better. Of course. Underwater, it could have been either way. Certain scenes of it were great to watch in the theater, but certain scenes that were like, I could have watched this at yeah, home. Yeah, you could have watched it at home. For me personally, Bad Boys had to be a theater experience yes. because it's loud, bombastic, Michael Bayish, fun. 
Hey, that has to be one. Uh, 1917, like we said, obviously, a movie theater experience. The gentleman sure. could have watched Couldn't it. Could have watched home. it on streaming. Yeah, could've not an issue. Home Harley home. Quinn, could have yeah. watched it on streaming. Parasite, which we did watch at home, could have been seen in theaters, but it yeah, could have absolutely exactly. been watched at home, no issue. I enjoyed it. I would have enjoyed it either, either way. way. Either way. 21 Bridges, glad we waited to watch <laughs> that one until it came out, because it was not worth seeing in theaters. Sonic, I enjoyed it in theaters. Just to hear all the kids be like, oh, it's Sonic, right. oh, it's Tails. But I could have watched it from home still, just as easily. The Invisible Man, that is one I'm happy I saw in theaters. Yeah. Because you get it more creepy. immersed into it because you're in a dark theater. Yeah, you could wait till night to watch it, but you're in total darkness. Right. Engulfed in that screen watching that movie, feeling the tension, feeling the pressure. That's a movie worth seeing in theaters. It's like you said, the sound effects, the... Uh, soundtrack to the movie right. really lent to the eeriness of the visuals. You know, like you said, it was dark around the edges. Yes. So it's kind of like, oh, okay, you're in this movie with these people figuring out what's going on. Well, depending on where you sit, too, you get certain parts of the movie in your peripheral. Right. So you're like, look, something will catch your eye in the peripheral and you look over there like, where is this motherfucker? He's somewhere so, around here yeah. searching the screen <laughs> and you're not finding him, obviously. And that. That lends itself to the experience of seeing in the theater. Right. Tenet, I understand that one way to be in theater. While I would kill to see it see right, it right now, now, I can wait to see that one on the big screen because it's a Nolan film. Now, what I cannot wait for is the fact that they're releasing it in other countries first. Yeah, that makes no sense. And it, then going to push it to the U.S. when the U.S. is able to do it. That's just, they're lending yourself to disappointment at that time. Exactly. Yeah. People, I mean, are gonna people are going to bootleg it. People are going to know the stories, the spoilers, the whole thing. And you're just going to shoot yourself in the foot. And everybody's like, oh, no one's going to save the theater experience. Not if it's out there already to watch on streaming and booting and I mean all that crap. It's a bad business practice at that point in time. And my thing is, and my argument's been this whole time, Mark, is you and I have talked extensively about it, is people are stuck at home. People yes. have nothing better to do. You should give the people what they want and let them watch their movies, have some semblance of their old life back by getting to watch and experience the movies they want. You can charge whatever. You could charge 30 to 40 bucks, and people are still going to rent it because it's almost cheaper than going to the theater after tickets, concessions, gas, everything. Hell, most people go to dinner before they go to the movie. I agree. And now we're going to see a paradigm shift. I mean, the ability of people to just change gears and start streaming and start having this uh, opportunity at home to watch things has just reached a fever pitch. I mean, it's going to increase even more. I think it's going to really change the way in the future that we watch movies. Right. Because, you know, the theater was a great experience. But, like you said, hey, you're dropping 60, 70 bucks. Depending on how many Depends people are going. Exactly. And depending... If you're taking your whole family. family you're oh, yeah. You're 100 bucks You're plus. 100 bucks plus. Exactly. Exactly, and you're, you know, like like you said, you're going out to eat, you're doing different things. So, you know, now that we are, have become homebodies, through no fault of our own, <laughs> right. some fault of our own, but, yeah. uh, you know, Oops. now is the time that we have to look at, okay, this is going to be a seriously prolonged postponement of those Thursday night premieres, yes. those Friday night date nights, and those Saturday matinees. Yeah. You know, you're going to be sitting there going, okay... That's not going to happen right away. And that's I don't foresee it happening for a while. No. I mean, and I think that being able to stream movies into your home, quality movies. Yes. Not just, you know, we'll get into certain movies in a little bit here. But, you know, 
quote-unquote generic Netflix movies. We're going to see more giant blockbuster movies in the home. Yes. I mean, it's going to well, happen. And the argument that you and I always go back and forth on is, what is theater-worthy? What is Netflix-worthy? And, like, a lot of movies that we've been watching recently, like Project Power, Palm Springs, you're like, you will talk about it and you always go, yeah, it's a Netflix movie. And for I, I had to get over that term because I saw it as derogative. <laughs> like, oh, it's just, it's not a good enough movie to be considered a movie. It's just right. a Netflix movie. No. It's, now, there are some things with Netflix movies that you can tell, or, you know, any other streaming service movies yeah. that you can tell. It's like, okay, Project Power, for instance. Great movie, great action scenes and everything like that, but had way too much dialogue for something in that vein. Right. I mean, there were times where it's like, okay, you're just stretching this out. Yeah, because you're trying one, to extend it. Because number one, you're, you need to watch the budget. Yeah. You need to watch, although these movies are costing some pretty serious well, They're getting more and more that. expensive, and they're yeah. starting to become more and more grand in scope, like Project Power, which will be a review we'll do later, it had its epic moments where it was like, "Holy crap! This is a this is a made for Netflix movie. That's right. awesome." Um, you know, uh, Palm Springs was made on a cheap budget, budget. but it was still this very was well movie. put together. Good concept, yeah, absolutely uh, hilarious. Yeah. Probably movie. one of the best Groundhog Day type movies, right? Made since Groundhog Day, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I would almost say it was better than Groundhog's Day in my opinion. Ooh, ooh, I, oh, wow, I know, wow, I know. Cut you so deep bad. on that one. Can't can't uh, hurt the mur, but the blast man. I know, but I love Paul Strings. I love Andy Samberg. So yeah, he cracked me. Up. <laughs> he was funny. But you know, a huge thing for us is like what correlates to a theater movie, what correlates to a, a Netflix type streaming movie. Right. For us, it's anything epic in scope, grandiose, like Godzilla versus Kong. That needs to be in theaters. Any of the Marvel movies, that should be in theaters. You know, Fast and Furious, stuff like that, where it's better with those surround sound screens in a crowd. Those kind of movies, those are the theater experience. Or if you take a movie like Life of Pi, or you take a movie like 1917, yes. that are just cinematography marvels. I mean, they're just beautiful in scope, beautiful in their visuals. You want those to be on the giant screen, so you're just fully immersed in that movie. Well, like they say, the better, the bigger the screen, the better. But not all yeah. movies need to be seen on that big no. screen. So, like most of your rom coms, your uh, you know your horror flicks, except for a cute few like Invisible Man. Like I said, need to be seen need on the big screen. Halloween yes. needs to see on the big screen. Right. Movies like they tried to do the reboots of you know when they did Freddy Krueger Nightmare on Elm Street. When they did Friday the Thirteenth, mm-hmm. you're not missing out on much whether it's on the big screen or at right. home. It's, you know what's you, going. You're, in you're going in for a cheap horror yeah, film. Exactly. You're gonna get what you get. It. That's that's a movie you need that, to see on the big screen. Yeah, absolutely. I because it that. was made with the budget for the big screen. Right. Movies like The Gentleman, which are great movies, they're mm-hmm. fun. What I, I watched Uncut Gems last night. Finally. Oh yeah. That that's a movie that I loved. I think it was great. Chaotic as hell. But I, I'm glad I watched it at home. There was no point in me going to see it in theaters. Right. Like, I, yeah. I can wait for it to be at home. So as we go forward with all this, this was the perfect time for this COVID crisis to happen in the sense that we have more available to us to stay at home with. We have Disney+, Plus, we have Hulu, we have Amazon Prime, we have Netflix. They have all these platforms, but it all just kind of dried up because everybody was waiting for the big theater release. Right. The first movie that's coming back to theaters that surprised the hell out of me is New Mutants. Right. Who honestly has yeah. the hype to see New Mutants? Exactly. You could have released that. freaking 
Hyped up for years. Years. I mean, delayed more than Godzilla versus. It's like, oh yeah, we're gonna put it out. No, we're not. Yeah, we're gonna put it out. No, we're not. This, like you said, is a great time to sift through the movies that should be on a big screen, on the scope, and you know, like you said, the grandiose of the movie theater. And really, if you look at it, there's not a lot. Yeah, there aren't very many that say, okay, I demand to be on the big screen. Right. There's very few movies like. Tenant that demands to be on the big screen. But the problem with that is it's release schedule. Cool. That's just going to screw the pooch for everybody on that one. Theaters were a dying breed. Coming up, like, how many plans and discounts were they trying to push out onto people? Exactly. Like, I had the Cinemark Club membership, which is mm-hmm. great. I love it. It works perfectly. Gave me free tickets. I paid a monthly subscription. Got discounts on the, the concession stands and everything. But you could tell it was a, a, like a push to get people to come back to the right. theaters. When all this started, it, it just, it's pushing for the end of the theater. Mm-hmm. It's pushing for the end of the experience. And I already told you this. I personally believe drive-in theaters are going to make a comeback hard oh, because so of all this. Social distancing is perfect for it. Yes, exactly. And yeah. if anybody wanted to invest, now's the best time to invest in yeah. probably making a drive-in theater. Hell, we even kicked around the idea for shits and giggles. Exactly. And, and here's the thing. You know, the movie uh, industry, the entertainment industry, is slated to lose $160 billion dollars. In the next five years. Yes. Okay. It may go higher than that. Right. I mean, you know, we're taking, you know, pre-COVID numbers and early COVID numbers. Right. As, as a projection. So, I mean, with that in mind, I mean, that's going to be $24 billion from the uh, ticket sales alone, from yep. movie ticket sales. Then you have the $43 billion that's coming from online and TV ads that they're going to lose. Yeah. Okay. This is just huge numbers. Uh, you know, it's going to be cut by a swath. So these studios are going. Look at. Wait a second. We can still make money. Right. Without the theater. Yes. Which is causing a problem with the theaters and the. Uh, well, like that studios. whole AMC, AMC. trolls debacle. Yeah. Did you ever hear what they came to a decision point on that was? No. What did they? So the decision was, and if I remember this correctly, and I'm going to look it up just to make sure. They came to a the crunch the theatrical window down so that way because Paramount made a crap ton of money with Trolls oh, yeah. releasing on video, video on demand. And it's the only thing it released on. Right. I mean, it made its money back plus, plus some, some. Yeah. and enough to warrant more of those movies for whatever reason. I'm I'm not a yeah. kid, so yeah. I can't enjoy Trolls. They like it. Um, <laughs> so AMC was pissed. They said, we're not going to release any more Universal. Right. Did I say Paramount before? I meant Universal. Universal. Yeah. Universal movies in our theater anymore. We're banning it. And I was like, well, that's a stupid idea. You were on your way out to begin with. Universal pushes out a bunch of movies like the Fast and the Furious franchise. You're just limiting yourself at that point in time because everybody's going to go to your competitor to watch Correct. these movies. So you're just screwing yourself. Well, they ended up making peace and they crunched that window down to 17 days with an option for pay video on demand. So let's say it's only in the theaters for a couple weeks now instead of months on end. Right. And then they have the option to go put it onto pay, pay-per-view pretty much for on demand. Smart business practice because the time between you see it in theaters and time it comes out on DVD and video. and all Oh, it's been way too long. It's just been way too long. It's months at the time. This was a huge changing point and it's going to be really interesting to see how theaters adapt and change to all this crap. And that was probably a big portion of it. And then Disney's punching hard with now they're releasing Mulan exclusively on Disney, Disney Plus, Plus. But you have to pay to $29, access it. $29.99? Yes. But uh, 
from what we talked about that you get to keep it as long as you have Disney from Plus. From what we understand, you get to keep it as long as you have Disney Plus. Right. Yes. And that's if that's the case, that's just awesome. Like, yeah. Great. It's just like buying the movie right when it comes out. Right. And even then, you pay 30 bucks. don't know if the movie's good or not, but you you would pay so much more than that taking your whole family to go see that movie for that theaters. <laughs> for that what amounts to an experiment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it amounts to an experiment going to the theater and yeah, it's a good time, but I can't tell you how many times I've been to the theater and been disappointed, disappointed. by the movie. Yeah. Now I have the option to be disappointed at home without going and paying for the fuel, the food, the concessions, all that crap. I already have all that at home and I get to throw shit around because I'm pissed off at home instead of <laughs> trying to, you know, not hurt somebody at the movie theater. Yeah. But it's... It's a huge change in the dynamic now. So mm-hmm. I, I think theaters are going to be on their way out. The more this continues, the longer this continues. I actually looked up tickets today for New Mutants because they went on sale. Mm-hmm. I forgot to tell you about this. And I looked up two tickets for a Saturday so you and I could go see it so we could review it. <laughs> it boggled my mind because right when I... When we used to buy tickets for Cinemark or whatever... You couldn't have any gaps between your seats. Correct. So now, right when I clicked, I, the theater this was wide open, out. and it said I wanted two tickets, and it said automatically when I clicked my two seats, they're going to take out two seats away so you had that six-foot distance. Okay. I was like, oh, great, perfect, That's thank awesome. you, because I hate sitting next yeah. to people anyways. I'm back in. Like, I'll take the chance at this <laughs> point in time. I'll wear a mask to go watch a movie. I don't care. Maybe yeah. it'll muffle you idiots talking all the time. I'm down. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> So, you know, maybe that would be the first movie where we go back in the theaters just to try the experience again. Here's the point about, you know, theaters having this moxie. Yes. Um, and a false moxie, I think. Because, uh, like you said, the AMC is a great example. They just built a theater down the street from where we work. Work, yeah. Okay. And now it's shuttered. Dine-in theater, yeah. everything like you. They spent yeah. money on All that place. All kinds of stuff. They were in trouble before they even did that, though. Yeah. They were struggling. And, yeah. And so now you come back out, and they're gonna they filed bankruptcy to cover themselves in this situation of COVID. But the reason why theaters thought that they were gonna do so well again this year is yeah. last year they had the best year they've had ever. Yeah, I mean, film grossed what forty two billion dollars worldwide. A nice chunk of that was Something Endgame. Like, yeah, thankfully. I mean, a lot of it was yeah. $42 billion That's a lot of money in movies. That's a whole lot of money. So here's the whole thing with that Universal AMC thing, right? So their deal was for a 17-day exclusive theatrical window. Not meaning that they can only play in that theater, but it has to go to theaters for 17 right. days. After that, Universal has the option to make titles available on PVOD platforms. Mm-hmm. So pay video on demand. Right. Including AMC theaters on demand. Which is yeah. smart. So yes, if theaters wanted to go that route, like big names theaters like Cinemark and AMC, they could start their own video on demand thing that says, okay, you can stream to your home or you can come to the theater, same price. Right. Same price of admission. See, that would be a smart idea. It would That's be a, a very smart, smart idea. idea. And I think Disney is making a smart move by releasing. Mulan was obviously, it was going to be hit or miss. Right. The more the trailers come out, I think it's the better be it looks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. But that's their good guinea pig to say, okay, we don't know how much longer this crap's going to last. We need to start kicking out some movies because mm-hmm. our parks are shut down. Everything's shut down. We need to make some money. Right. Let's try this out. And if it works, it works. And we're going to get more movies released that way, like Black Widow. 
Give me the Black Widow. I've been waiting. I I'll forego seeing that one in the theaters just so I can get my right. chance. Yeah. I'm I'm that deprived right now from yeah, my movie experiences. Exactly. I will. I mean, take like it. you said, we like to see Marvel movies in the theater. Yes, we like to see them there. But for the chance to see this movie and this chance to see more movies, yeah, bring them straight to streaming. Yes, you know it's not straight to DVD. Right. This is a whole different situation. People get a little. I think uh, a lot of people get a, has a stigma about going straight. From I mean Hollywood kind of has this fear and this stigma on going straight from you know production to streaming and available to your home right you know because the you know straight to DVD straight to tape market was terrible well it was it's just a a, it was movies. a platform for shitty movies to come out exactly. that had low budgets and it was just like this is where you go to die right yeah <laughs> or make a name for yourself if you're lucky if you're and can lucky. pull it off somehow but the fact that you know Netflix. And Hulu and all that stuff is so accessible, right. whether through password sharing or whatever have you, everybody has the chance to go and experience it. Right. And if your big complaint is, well, I like watching on the big screen, don't give me that shit because I guarantee people watch most of their shit on their phones anyways nowadays. A lot. So you can't tell me that you can't go from watching something on your phone to just go into your 55, 65 inch TV, whatever have you, and not getting a better immersion experience from it than... Having to go and do go through all this crap to go just go see it in a theater. Think about this example. I mean, you watch things on YouTube all the time on your phone. Yeah, all the time. All the time. Then you say, okay, I see something good on YouTube. You put it on your big screen at home right. when you get home. You say, hey, I want to watch this in its full glory. All movie trailers. Oh, <laughs> I yes, do that. Way. Yeah. I mean, so, you I mean, remember when the Star Wars trailer came out? We put it on my biggest yeah. TV possible. We watched yeah. what was it, a football game uh-huh. just so we could watch the damn watch trailer. trailer. Like exactly. we were so hyped to watch it. A lot of things are going on in the movie industry. They say that uh, film industry's lost about ten to twelve billion dollars already this year. Yes. Okay. And you have to look at what that means uh, for streaming services. From February till now, Netflix has got like nineteen million more new users. Yeah. Okay. Disney has gone over oh, almost wow. six sixty million subscribers. They are the fastest growing. Ver- yes. Video on demand platform. I mean, excuse me, streaming platform. There ever has been. Said they've doubled their uh, viewership since February. Yep. Okay. That's that's amazing. Uh, You're expected to have worldwide like 306 million. Yeah. Streaming streamers. A ridiculous amount of people. Subscribers for worldwide. Right. That is an amazing thing. So you think about it. uh, They're expected to raise I think 12 percent in the next five years. Yeah. Of streaming. And if they start releasing their big. releases sooner on their platform oh, it's gonna go it's gonna higher. skyrocket even higher because guess what all you're doing is saying huh here you go here's this here's this bait yeah you can come on get it we got the goods <laughs> hook line and <laughs> exactly sinker. exactly it's like a oh, crackhead keep coming back for more make sure my you got that uh, are up. you got that black widow bro yeah exactly <laughs> hook me up man <laughs> 30 bucks shit that's right shit. <laughs> I that, man. Look. but yeah i mean so this, like I said earlier, is a paradigm shift in what we're going to do yes. in the future. Because, like you, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Theaters are going to be a thing of the fa- of the past. They're yeah. going to be more of a staple. Like there will still be theaters. Oh, there yeah. will still be that chance to go see it, but they're going to be very few. Like kind of like the drive-in theater. They'll be niche theaters. Yes. More. Yes. Like we talk about flicks or oh god, yeah, about Alamo things like that. Places where you, you know, get to go and have a dining experience and have yeah. that experience. Yes. Will stay, but big chain ones like AMC and Cinemark. 
you're gonna mm-hmm. lose a because there used to be a, there's a Cinemark in almost every town that oh, yeah. we go to here in Texas. Heck yeah, guarantee it's gonna be cut in half by the I, end of next year and maybe oh, yeah. even more so after Most that, depending definitely. on how much longer this crap goes on for. Yeah. But the fact that they're starting to finally open up and give us more options to see a movie, I'm excited for. But like you said, that's what the people want. We want to be able to have the access to these movies before, you know, (laughs) I can remember they were trying to ramp it up uh, and shorten the distance last year. They started doing that last year with uh, releasing DVDs quicker. Yeah. But if you can release it even faster, say, okay, you know what? We have a release date on demand, you know, 15 days, 10 yeah. days after it's in the theater. Right. If there's a theater. Yeah, because, that's you know, Like the you theater, said, yeah. I think drive-in movie theaters are going to be the future yeah. of, you know, going out to a movie. Because now you can listen to it in your car at full uh, fidelity. I don't think so. social distancing will ever go away at this point. Even if things go back to normal tomorrow... People are still going to have that mentality going forward for quite a while. I just because so. they'd be worried about something coming up again. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. I think people being together in clumps was the worst thing in the world to begin with. Because I, I, I refuse to go to concerts or anything like that. Because I couldn't have people pushing up against mm-hmm. me. I'm a big man. I'm 6'4". I'm close to 300 pounds. If somebody gets near me like that... I'll turn into a little girl because I don't like people so close to me and I'll want to beat the shit out of them. Like, I just don't like it. I don't like people in my personal space. I don't mind if somebody I know comes up and gives me a hug or somebody comes up and gives me a handshake, but random strangers bumping up against you, pushing their arms against you, I can't handle that. It's too much for me. I think, you know, society's going to be, take a lot of cues from Japan. Yes. Japan is overcrowded, but Japan does it in a way that's... Uh, not quite social distancing, but they're very They're cautious. respectful. Exactly. They're respectful they're about respectful. distance and sickness. And you, if you've ever seen a video of people in Japan, or been to Japan if you're lucky enough, mm-hmm. even if somebody's got the sniffles, they're wearing a mask, mask to protect exactly. everybody else. And I'm right. not saying everybody needs to wear a mask all the time. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different subject. But they do it out of respect for other people for other around people, them to exactly. make sure that they're not sick, which would be great. If we could trust ourselves to do that, I'm pretty sure all of us wouldn't have to wear a mask all the time. It's like, if you even start right. to feel sick, wear a mask. Wear a if we had that mentality, we probably all wouldn't be having to wear masks 24-7. I'd agree. But some people can't look past themselves sometimes, and that's, like I said, a whole other subject I care not right. to get into, yeah, personally. True. But... I agree. Like we said, theaters are probably going to be going out, and it'll become a little more of a just a... What it should have been this whole time was more of just a grand experience, because everybody got used to going to the theaters all the time because they were so readily available yeah. everywhere. Gone were the de- days of the big TV specials and all that stuff. Everything right. was just released in theaters. I think we're going to start rolling back to more of that stuff, and it'll be better, because... I had already started complaining to you when we really started to watch a lot of movies in theaters that there was just an oversaturation of crap yeah, coming to the it big was. screens. This is a ton of just junk. I will always love seeing superhero movies on the big screen. Mm-hmm. But certain ones, I don't need to see on the big screen. Hellboy, didn't need to see it on the big screen. No. Enjoyed it. Thought it was an okay movie. Wasn't quite Guillermo de Toro standards, but it was good. It was enjoyable. Could have done without seeing that in theaters. Project Power, as much as I enjoyed it, glad I didn't watch it in theaters. Or could, didn't have the option to watch it in theaters. Venom, I liked Venom. I loved Tom Hardy. Didn't have to see that. The one first one definitely could have been on, yes. on the small screen. Yes. I think the second one's going to be a lot better. 
Oh, my boy Andy Circus is going oh, at it. I'm so stoked. Give me the Woody Harrelson and Tom Hardy yes. oh, getting crazy together. I'm in. I can't wait. I think else. that's been the worst part about all this is it's not been the, oh, you have to be quarantined. Oh, this restriction. Oh, that restriction. It's, oh, this movie's got delayed. God damn it. You're just stabbing into my heart, aren't just, you? Yeah. And like, just like we said, in this vein, <laughs> you know, it's, I, I believe that looking at the movies that are going to go to streaming, I think all of the other ones are going to come eventually. Yes. I think they're going to promote that. I think they're going to provoke that. And, you know, I just believe that it's it's the future. It's well, the I, I the future. think more and more studios are going to get on board because they're realizing movies are literally the world's pastime. Yeah. I can't, I, I don't think I've ever met a person that said, oh, I hate movies. Everybody's You're got right. their own favorite movie, whether it's just For, one. Yeah, my favorite kinds a, of movies. It's an old John Wayne movie or it's an old Bond movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a favorite movie. There's not a person in this world that I've ever met or heard of that doesn't like movies. So studios are going to understand sooner or later, like, if we want to keep our audience, if we want to keep this going and make people happy the way we used to, we need to start coming up with the alternatives here. Yeah. And they're finally starting to hit that point, thank God. It only took four or five months. Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, you know, dry spell when life. something works for a long, long, long time, yeah. it's you hard try to let to go. Fuck the system. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to let go of it. Well, understandably, but this was, if you work in a studio... And you had the four sign up. This would have been the prime time to be like, got it. This yeah. is our time to hit the nail. Let's hit it hard and see how this works right. out. This would have been the perfect experimental time for everybody. But they were too scared to do certain things because they didn't know how long what this was going to last. But for. all this was a microcosm of how our, really our society has been right. in this COVID situation. It's been like, oh, we're still trying to stick to the old way. No, it's forcing us to do some things new. Adaptability is yeah. a hard thing to yeah. come by these days. But, you know, we kind of fell into that category, too, because we didn't try to adapt to this. We just kind of, like, no. shut down it's ourselves okay, because there was nothing coming out. And our whole our whole podcast is based off movies. movies yeah. What are we going to do? Come in like, well, fuck my life. They delayed this, this again. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been our news for the past five months. Oh, man. It was nuts. So, I'm, I'm curious to know what y'all have been watching during this all this COVID crap. If you guys got to catch up on any good movies. Me, personally... I've been going through my backlog and trying to get through some things. Right. It's been a perfect time for that. And rewatching my old favorites. I got to show my dad Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, he hadn't okay. seen yeah. it. And I was, because the only reason Fury we watched Rosa. it. Yeah, I love it. The only reason we watched it is because I told him, I was like, oh, I finally got to watch the original Mad Max. And he goes, what'd you think? I was like, it was boring. It was weird. Ah. It was a, it was definitely, a, a, you could tell it was a fresh Road Warrior? No, yeah. Road Warrior's good. Yeah. But the first Mad Max made in 1979, yeah, I think. Yeah, one word, like, still not apocalyptic. Not exactly. But yeah, you could tell some shit had went down. It was, cop, yeah. Yeah, it, it's an interesting movie. Not my type of movie, though. Road Warrior, I love. Yeah. Okay. Fury Road is, like, top ten for me. Like, right. immensely oh. awesome movie. Yeah. I could just get behind that every time right. I watch it. That is a movie theater experience movie right, right there. Could watch that in the theater all the time. Where was I going with this? Lost my train of thought. Help me out here. Oh. Anyway, uh, I've been getting back in my catalog. Catching yeah. up. Watching things I never thought I'd have time to watch because I have nothing but time now. Even with a baby and everything. It was actually funny because somebody asked me, like, so has this been really hard on you? If it has because... I don't even have the option to go watch the movies, right. but it's not like I could anyways because I have a yeah, yeah. a baby boy at home who's now nine months old 
who could go spend time with other family members now for me to go see movies. So maybe it was a good, good Blessing intervention moment. Yeah, yeah, like it's okay. So, you got a kid to entertain right. you with. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, oh, you know, Apple TV had put uh, Greyhound on. Have you watched that it yet? I loved it. Was it, it good? Was fantastic. I don't have Apple TV. It's so a good I movie. It. I believe. I'm glad it wasn't a streaming movie. Right. Too. Was it another Tom Hanks get stuck somewhere type situation? Well, almost? no. More or less, uh, you know, he's a naval ship captain. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I remember the trailer. So he's, you know, they're fighting uh, U-boats early. Well, you can never go wrong World with a Tom Hanks movie. Yeah, it was good. He's always good. Movie. But I'm glad it, I saw it on uh, at home. Right. Streaming, so. But yeah. There's he, nothing worse. He than thought... His opinion was it was kind of like a 1917 type of movie to where the scope was so beautiful. And I said, no, let's reel that back in a little bit. Listen, you can't claim you have something until it's out in the world yeah. and everybody's like, holy crap, this is you amazing. You have something. Like, I don't even, 1917 is top tier. Oh. I, I don't even think they realized how top tier no, it was until it got out there and they're like, holy crap, this is really top tier. Yeah. I don't think really anybody did because when I saw the previews, I was like, that's yeah, another freaking war movie. World war II movie. No, 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 no. World war II yeah, we're going back to World War One now. We're yeah, changing we're it up doing. a bit. I, uh, what are we doing here? <laughs> so, like, uh, and then my dad told me, "Hey, you got to see this movie." I said, "Okay, I'll watch." It. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was just, I just sat there like, <laughs> "This is gorgeous." Yeah, my dad was like, he picked three movies last night because we were hanging out, and he goes, "Okay, we can watch 1917, Uncut Gems, or Zero Dark Thirty. He goes, what haven't you seen? I was like, I haven't seen Uncut Gems or Zero Dark Thirty. So we ended up going with Uncut Gems, but I really want him to watch 1917 as yeah. well because it is he, awesome. I don't think anybody would not like it. I, mean, I can't imagine anybody not liking that movie. Yeah. It's so good. The story was awesome. Hell, the cinematography alone is worth the watching. The sound, was, the music, the score was just amazing. Right. I guess well, I know what I'm watching tonight. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, there you go. Keep hyping that movie up for yeah, me every time. Awesome. So yeah, again, I'm curious to know what y'all have been watching, what you've been catching up on. Let us know on our Facebook page or hell, anywhere you can comment on these podcast websites. We can always see them, find them, reply. There's a lot of hidden gems out there on oh, the yeah. streaming. Oh a yeah. A lot of hidden gems. Some really good. Palm Springs is only on Hulu. Right. Highly recommend it. That is one. the funniest thing I've watched in a while. Legit crap. I literally watched it three times in one day. Watched it by myself. Told my wife about it, watched it again, again with her, and then I wanted to go watch it a third time because the second time I watched it, I caught a lot of things that you only know once you know the full story. Right. And then I watched it a third time just to be sure I didn't miss anything because I love those kind of movies. Right. Watch them over and over again. Yeah, that's a good deal. So let us know. Uh, we'll come back here in a couple of days with uh, Project Power. Right. Yeah, we really want to talk about that movie. Yes, really worth indeed. getting into. And where it lands in the pantheon of these streaming movies. I mean, yeah. that's that's a big thing. Spoiler, we enjoyed it. We did. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I've been Kendrick. And I've been Mark. And this has been Movies in Black and White. Thanks for listening.